Hi, I'm Isla, and this is my podcast about animals called What If We. This is a podcast where we will be talking about animals, learning cool facts, and figuring out big and small ways we can help our animal friends. It's called What If We, because all great answers come from curious questions. If we keep asking ourselves questions about how we can help, I think we can come up with some pretty great solutions together. The problems like supporting endangered species, habitat conservation, and climate change. My hero is Jen Goodall, and she says, what you do makes a difference, and you have to decide what difference you want to make. If you're listening, I know you like animals, and you're probably a kid like me. I'm super happy you're here. Today we'll be talking about a smiling marsupial that lives down under in Australia, who are small compared to their relatives, the kangaroo. They only weigh 3 to 10 pounds. They also have a pouch, hairless tail, and look to be in a good mood constantly. Can you guess what animal we're talking about? We're talking about corkas, the happy Australian marsupial. Shout out to my Aunt Sarah and fellow animal lover for picking this amazing marsupial. Since we're going to be talking about this animal, we should probably find out what they look like. Quirkas are small, four-legged animals covered in brown fur. They're also a marsupial, which means that they have a pouch on their belly that they use to carry their babies in. They have a narrow face, round ears, a big nose, and tiny paws. Their tails are long, hairless, and thick, like a rat's tail. Some people say they're one of the cutest animals in the world. I'm definitely one of those people. What about you? If you don't know what they look like, maybe you can pause and look it up with a grown-up. I don't think you'll find a photo of them not smiling. What do you think? Aren't they the cutest? So, who discovered the happy quirk? Well, the quirk was discovered several times by Europeans visiting Australia. The tricky part was recognizing them for what they were. When an explorer named Samuel V found them on a sandy island in the 1600s, he described them as wildcats in his journals. When another explorer named William stumbled across them a few decades later, he mistook them for giant rats and named the entire island after them. He called the island Rotness Island after the Dutch name for rat's nest. What a charming name for an island. I think we all know who really discovered them, the indigenous communities who have lived in Australia for thousands of years, not someone who just randomly visited more recently in history. After seeing the cutest photo of the quirka, you might be thinking, why do quirkas smile? That's a really good question. Scientists don't even know. It's a mystery, a pleasant surprise that has no answer. There's nothing about their mouth or jaw structure that is necessary for their smiling. But there is a theory that they stick their tongue out to keep cool, and the shape of their mouth makes them smile. I like to think that they're just loving, sweet, and happy little furry friends, and they smile not for a reason, but because they choose to. Being so small, it might not look like it, but they can climb trees. They usually walk, but they can climb trees up to 1.5 meters. Cool, right? Being animal lovers like us and kids who are critical thinkers, we're getting used to looking at an animal and seeing how they survive in the wild. The sharp teeth of a shark, the speed of a cheetah, the flight of a bird, the vision of an eagle, the reflexes of a cat. But when you look at the sweet quirka, it may look like they wouldn't survive in the wild or in harsh conditions, right?
but they do, and a big part of the reason is in their tail. Quarkas have long, thick tails that contain fat stores. During periods of drought or low food ability, these fat stores can be broken down to sustain the quarka until another source of food is located. Cool, it's like they have a little fridge. Ready for two truths to lie? It's a little game where I make three statements. Two are true and one is a lie. Your job is to guess which one might be the lie. You ready? Okay, let's do it. Number one, quarkas live to an average of five to seven years. Number two, quarkas like to sleep in prickly plants. Ouch. Number three, quarkas drop their baby from their pouch if there's a prayer chasing them. Oh. Okay, there is a two truths and a lie. Try to guess which one is the lie, and we will reveal it later in the show. But let's get back to some facts. Did you know that quarkas are usually nocturnal? Quarkas prefer to be active at night when it's cooler. Remember, they live in the super hot country of Australia. So nighttime is when they eat the most. They're not picky about it, since they can also be active when the sun is up. During the day, they prefer to sleep in shaded areas under trees and tend to pick the same spot all the time. That means they can get a bit territorial. Although they generally get along with each other, fights can break out between them for the same sleeping and eating spots. Do you know what a baby quirkas are called? Joey's. I have a quick funny story. When I was little, about three, I was just as obsessed with animals like I am now. My mom had my baby brother in her belly, and when they asked me what we should name him, I said Joey, because I just learned that kangaroo babies are called Joey's. They didn't go with my suggestion, but I'll always think of that when I think of baby marsupials like quirkas. Hi, I'm Olive's brother. That story was about me. I'll be joining you later in the episode. Thanks for joining, Kai. Any guesses how many babies I have at once? Only one. They are born very tiny, shockingly tiny, and they ride around in their mother's pouch, usually about six months before they venture off on their own. You might be wondering if they live in groups. Well, the answer is yes and no. Quarkas live in colonies, but they don't really socialize with one another, which means they don't just hang out and groom or play together, like some of our other animal friends. Okay, ready for another game? Let's do it. This game is where I play an animal sound, and you guess which animal it is. You ready? Okay, let's play it. Okay, there's the sound. Any guesses? We'll reveal it later after we talk about how to help the quirka. So, like every other episode, we're going to take a few minutes to talk about how we help our new animal friend. The quirkas now are listed as vulnerable, which means that they do need some help. The reasons for this are because, number one, introduce predators. That means that animals have been brought in Australia at different times that were not native to the island. When this happens, it disrupts the natural flow of the ecosystem and can create issues where some animals have too many predators, where others have very little. Mother Nature naturally creates the cycle of life. It always balances. When we try to change it, we can cause issues with the cycle. Number two, tree clearing. Tree clearing is where people have a big machine that cuts down trees. 
animals that live in those areas and trees need to go find new areas. If this happens too much, the animals lose their homes and all get concentrated to smaller and smaller habitats. Number three, global warming, which is a problem for all animals. Global warming is a result of the Earth warming up because of some of the things us humans are doing that causes gases to be released in the air. Maybe we should spend a whole episode talking about this because us kids are the next generation responsible for taking care of Mother Earth. The sooner we start learning, the sooner we can help. So those are the biggest threats Quirkas face. And if us kids could step up for our friends at Quirkas, I just know we can make a difference. You don't have to be a big or a grown-up to make a difference. Never underestimate what you could do. So back to helping. I'm going to put up a link to a petition, like we did with elephants, so that we can save the Quirkas. All you need to do is sign the petition and you are on your way to having your voice heard by local authorities responsible for making the rules and laws that either help or hurt the Quirkas. If enough of us speak up for friends, they must listen. Now, drum roll please. Are you ready for the answers to Two Treats and Lie plus the edible sound? You are? Okay, let's do it. Okay, take your last guesses. Do Quirkas live five to seven years? Sleep with prickly plants or drop the baby when they're chased. Another drum roll, please. The lie is that quirkas live to an average 5 to 7 years. They actually live to an average 10 to 15 years. So that means that they can sometimes sacrifice their baby when they are threatened and that they like to sleep in prickly plants. Ouch! Those are very interesting facts. Okay, now for the animal mystery sound. Are you ready? It's an otter, our cute, fluffy, but fierce friend, the otter. Thank you for listening and learning about Quirkas with me. I love the Quirka because they are a friendly and unique animal friend, able to climb, smile, and navigate some harsh conditions in Australia. See you next episode where we will be talking about everything penguins are dashingly dressed waddling friends. Thanks for joining me, Kai. Bye. Bye.